Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. You know it is always my intent to bring you thought leaders and influencers who can help you change the way you do your job search or find that better job or even find that different whole career path. So today is no different, and I am so excited. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, author, and coach. Mitchell is the founder of Credibility Nation, a program that helps individuals boost their credibility within their social and professional circles. Mitchell has hosted TEDx talks, written books, and hosted dozens of webinars and speaking events to help others enhance their credibility. He's here today to lend help to job seekers that need help proving their worth to potential employers in order to land their next job. Thanks for joining us today, Mitchell. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I have just, you know, I have to tell you, I'm a little awestruck by you, just a little bit. And when I've heard you speak several times in person and virtually, um, mostly, and I'm not going to say where because I want you to tell everybody where, but, you know, the first time I was like, oh, this guy gets it. Oh my God. And then the second time and you were rolling out your new TEDx talk and I was just like, how does he keep getting better? You know, but you do. And I think it's amazing. And I just, I like follow you everywhere and I love it, but I love that you are humble enough to take time to talk to little people all over. I mean, I, you well, probably- I, I, I'm not, I, I'm going to interrupt you. I don't think you're a little person. I think we're all <laughs> important in different ways. And and you're awesome. So I, I well, know, my you. pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I don't know if you remember this or not, but the first time we met after you'd spoken, I came up to you and I said, I need to get to know you. And you were like, here's my card. Use this and set up a time to talk to me. You know, this will give it, there's a code on here so you can talk to me for free. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes all you have to do is ask. And yes. And uh, it, it was, I remember this was su- successful with Dallas. Yes. I remember there was like an hour receiving line after I spoke. It was, it was, it made me feel re- really amazing. Wow. Yeah. Success North Dallas loves you. And I'm glad you brought that up because I always like to start the show off telling people how we got connected because I want to show the power of networking. So we got connected at Success North Dallas. I get a lot of my guests for the show from there. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, so I'm so glad that we finally got to the point where you were able to join us on the show. I love that. And we have to, we have to mention Bill Wallace because, you know, he's absolutely amazing. And that's one of the things I talk about is spreading cred dust. So, yes. you know, Bill, Bill's the one who ultimately introduced us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just kind of dive into this topic today because you've done so many things. And I wish that we had like an hour to talk about this just because, I mean, from the very first time I heard you speak to now, it's just, it's, 
the same, but it's different, you know? And I love what you've done since I met you. Um, but Credibility Nation, it's a pro incredible program that is changing lives. I know I've been on the platform, really enjoy it. So what inspired you to become a credibility expert? You know, I, uh, so I've done a, a lot of different things as, as you mentioned. Let me give you a, a concatenate in 20 seconds. Okay. Um, I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I've sat on the board of a NASDAQ company for nine years. I've started 20 companies. I've created four executive business programs at Silicon Valley organizations. I've run four CEO networking groups. And as a book publisher, I've published over 750 books. Okay, let's put that aside. <laughs> okay. And what ended up happening, and this was this was actually right before I did my first talk um, at Success North Dallas, is I recognized when I did my first TEDx that I needed to change my business model. And the business model now I, is we help busy, successful professionals who are looking for more credibility with a book and have no time. Mm -hmm. And so you have to imagine four to six months down the road, we've made them an Amazon best-selling author. They spent five to 10 hours. Well, build a writing school in, in, in 2018, rebranded myself in at the beginning of 2019 and called myself global credibility expert. And then I woke up. And so this is, if you're looking for a job, if you wake up and you have a vision, I woke up, the vision was a Napoleon Hill vision. And essentially it said, Napoleon Hill, 500 millionaires, think and grow rich. If Mitchell Levy interviewed 500 thought leaders, I'd have a book. What ended up happening is I not only got the book, but I got a whole lot more, which we'll, we'll cover in the rest of the interview. In essence, I now have as a life purpose the desire to, to help educate people, but not just because people need credibility. The current TED Talk I did, and, and actually what was really cool is I did get to practice. My first practice, I practiced 30 times. My first practice of the current TEDx. It's called, We Are Losing Our Humanity, and I'm Tired of Watching It Happen. And the first practice was in front of 80 people at Success or Dallas virtually. Yep. That was there. And, <laughs> and it was... It was great. And, and the end result is so much different because I, I did it 30 times. So by the way, if you also you're looking for a job, you know, you don't always get it right the first time. And so what's important is you do spend the time and the energy to focus on what you love. And what I absolutely love now is what I'm actually doing. And that is helping probably the best way I say it, I'll, I'll share with you the CPOP and I'll, I'll give you some air to ask the next question. 98% of those people I interviewed could not articulate who they served and the pain point they addressed in 10 words or less. 98% of the thought leaders I interviewed could not articulate their purpose. So I'm going to share mine. It's four words. Businesses that feel invisible. And what I love doing, what I get excited about, is helping someone who's feeling invisible. So you could be invisible because you're playing the wrong playground. Mm-hmm. Right, all your clients are on LinkedIn and you're playing in Facebook and you wonder why you don't have a Facebook presence. You don't need one if your clients aren't LinkedIn. Typically, by the way, most people have crappy LinkedIn profiles. Or, and now this is really important, 98% of those people I talk to, even well-known thought leaders, could not articulate their purpose in 10 words or less. Guess what? They too are invisible. I love it. So you threw out a term. I know what it is, but I bet our audience doesn't. You said CPOP. What is a CPOP? 
You know, it's um, it's called customer point of pain. You might want to, if you want to, for some people who don't want to, quote unquote, sell pain, it's customer point of pleasure. Oh. You could call it credibility proposition. What I'll say is, um, and you, if you went to MitchellLevy.com slash CPOP, you could actually see a dictionary definition of that. It is who you serve and the actual pain point you address. And so if you can get that in 10 words or less, uh, it's all of a sudden, guess what happens? You become memorable. And that's what's important is to create a, when you say something, like if you, if you remembered nothing else, Casey, from, from this interview, oh my God, right? I was talking to somebody yesterday. They, they said they felt invisible. I got I to gotta recommend Mitchell. What is it that you're going to say? If you're watching this, you're listening to this. Sorry, we're watching each other. If you're <laughs> listening to this, what is it that you say that's like three or four seconds that people go, oh, that's fascinating. So are you literally asking me, what do I say? Oh, if you want to, I will. I was an open-ended question. I'm glad you picked it up. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? I tell people that I am the networking ninja. I like it, but what's the purpose? What's the end result? What are you solving? Because I want people to realize that I build connections and that I am a connector. Mm. And that's where I find my passion. And it just so happens that when I connect people, it, I happen to find them jobs. Nice. So is it most of the people, and I think I know this, do you mind if we work on your CPOP? Would that be okay? Let's do it. So what is the primary pain point? Is it mostly, who, who do you deal with mostly? Is it the job seekers or the, those looking, uh, looking to hire? So it's probably 50-50. Okay. Actually, it's probably more 80% the clients right now than the candidates because of this job market. Uh, but it's, nice. it, it can fluctuate. All right. So, so then you could say, if you want, companies might be the first part of your CPOP. And what is their, what is their primary problem? Finding good talent. Oh. I love to watch you think. <laughs> yeah, I would say, no, this is really simple. You and I know each other and you've been playing in Credibility Nation. So a lot of times people don't say it right away. Mm -hmm. Your CPOP could be companies not finding good talent. So here's what happens. If you, if you stand up in front of a room and somebody says, what do you do? This is, this is, by the way, is relatively new. This is about a month old. We I figured this out. What you want to do is you don't say, I help or we serve. And by the way, I love the networking ninja stuff that you do and the connector. That's always, when I say, when I say tell me more, that's mm -hmm. when you say it. Okay. All right. So what you want to do is you want to start off by saying the types of companies that are typically attracted to me or the types of clients that are typically attracted to me and then do a pregnant second pause, like one second pause. Mm -hmm. So the types of clients that are typically attracted to me, companies not finding good talent. Now, if you're a job seeker, let's say you're talking to a bunch of jobs, mm -hmm. like, wait, I, I, what do you do? Because I'm in. I want it. I, right? And then you, then you could say, well, listen, I'm a, I'm a connector. I'm a networker. I go out of my way to match supply and demand. And I love it. This is what I'm born for. This is my mm -hmm. purpose. I love 
finding companies who need good talent and then sourcing the good talent and connecting people. And that is that turns out to be super memorable because the next time somebody says they're a company that just can't find good talent, mm -hmm. they're going to think about you. I like it. I may start doing that. That's pretty good. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I like it when I get to be the subject and I get to learn something new, you know. Um, so, okay. So let's go back to what we were talking about. So in one of your TED Talks, you introduced the concept that most people are dubious rather than credible. So why and how do you think people have lost credibility throughout um, through, throughout this? What, or how can we inspire them to be more credible? Yeah, it's a... It's a shame. First, we'll say it's a shame. Second, let's let's say first we have to define what what credibility is. And the one of the best ways I could say it is is if if you actually went to the the TEDx, it'll go through details. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's we're losing our humanity. I'm tired of watching it happen. And and there are ten skills associated with with credibility. And let's focus on the top three pillars. Credibility really is the quality that people trust you. And there, there are components associated with trust. It's also the quality that people know you. And by the way, it's also the quality that they like you. There's just so many opportunities for both companies um, who are hiring and people who need to get hired. There's so many opportunities. You really do need to be trusted. You need to, you need to they need to know, not just know of you, but know you and trust you. Now, what happens is we're all looking for experts. We're all looking for some source of universal truth. Uh, for some, it's religion. For some, it's the next thought leader that comes in and says, oh, you have to do things this way. And what I'm going to say is, is, is those thought leaders, those people that are teaching you, potentially dubious, by the way, is the, is the opposite. It's, it's when I think about Credibility Nation it, it, as a movement, we needed an arch rival. And so the nemesis, a good nemesis of Credibility Nation is Dubious Nation. Now, I came up with that name because Dubious could be slightly playful. And I have to tell you, I step into Dubious Nation at least once a day. right? And so what happens is I'm credible if either I self-correct or if I surround myself with, with accountability partners who say, Mitchell, I think that was Dubious, was it? And then I think about it and I change my behavior. So what happens is you've got these thought leaders who are telling you, there's a classic example, a company or business that is trying to source their, their employees out of, out of LinkedIn, because that's really where all their employees will come from. Mm -hmm. And they then see somebody who says, you know, if you spent $20,000 creating a funnel and doing it in Facebook, we would solve your problems for you. And they go, okay. Now, what I'm going to say is the person who's selling it may be selling something dubious, and it may not be their malevolent, malevolent or mischievous. It may just mean that it worked for somebody in the past. They think it's going to work for you. So it may be that the propagation of dubiousness is simply they're trying to share expertise. We have all these experts now. Mm -hmm. They're trying to share expertise. What they haven't done is enough research to, to recognize that, A, time changes, and B, what worked for one person at one point in time or one company at one point in time won't work for the next. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So, and kind of going back to this, why and how do you think people have lost this credibility throughout the generations? Because, I mean, I feel like when you look at, like, my grandparents, they were very credible. And it just seems like it's less and less. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not wrong. Thank you for getting me back on track. Um, it's an interesting question. First, it's possible with social media that your grandparents were not as credible as you think they are. <laughs> there may have been things they got away with that nobody knows because there weren't cameras hanging around to capture mm. it. Right. So just I, I'm not saying that's true. And I'm certainly not saying that about your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will say, though, is we've we've been indoctrinated not to focus on the, the golden rule. We've been indoctrinated, indoctrinated that sometimes taking the quick and easy route gives us the answer. And what we've forgotten and where we need to go what we've forgotten is the importance of the human, of the person who's right in front of you right now. The most important person in that's in your day is the person you're talking to at that moment. Staying present, staying focused, trying to be of support. When you make a promise, delivering on that promise. Uh, one of the one of the things we did at Successful at Dallas is we actually uh, we actually wrote a book in five minutes because there were 200 people in the audience. Yep. Everyone contributed. Spectacular. And, and the book is titled, We Texans Do Business with a Handshake. I right? was part now, of that. <laughs> if that was truly the case, now it, it is for most Texans that I know, maybe not all, but it's not the case with most, most people. Those, those are the days that I love. Those are the days that I want to interact with somebody that if we talk and we make a promise, whether or not we have the contract in place in, in today's world, we need those contracts. But whether or not we have that in place, that's what you get delivered. And so being credible, if you're, if you're looking for a job, being credible means saying what you, you're going to do and do what you say. Being credible says if somebody asks you a question, you don't know the answer, you go, I don't know the answer, or I didn't understand that, or I'm confused with how you asked that question. And here's the most important thing. Being comfortable enough with yourself that if you ask a question that really is something that's important, I, I didn't hear it. Can you can you re-ask? Mm -hmm. And that is enough for somebody to want to kick you out of the interview. Guess what? That's a place you didn't want to work anyhow. Exactly. Exactly. And so kind of following along that same line, you know, what tips can you share to help job seekers improve their credibility to make the interviewer feel confident they can handle the job? There are, there are many, but let's start with the most important. So one of the skills associated with, with credibility is, is I call it showing up when you show up. That means coming early, coming prepared, coming with your heart. There's so many Dilbert cartoons that talk about people going for a job interview and they come late, right? Or they come dressed inappropriately or they don't know anything about the company or the person they're interviewing with. I just they can't had that pronounce happen. the person's name. And yeah, it's like, listen, <laughs> it, it's not that you should, should show up any better for your job interview than you should for your real life job, right? You should be the same all the time. 
But if you're going to show up and you're, you're not early, you're not prepared, and you don't come with your heart, right? If you, if you can't do it during a job interview, you're just showcasing how you're going to show up on the job. And so that would be the most important um, is to make sure that you make sure you do that. Now, when you're coming, you know, with all those elements, you also have to make sure that if you're looking for a job, research the company, see what's going on. It's not that you, you it's not that you have to share what you've learned, but if you get asked the question, you're prepared. Absolutely. Right? If you don't know stuff, say you don't know stuff. I don't know, but if this was important, if this was my like best one of the best answers I could imagine, uh, that's a great question. I don't know that answer, but if I had time now or if I was on the job, I would research it by doing blah, blah, blah. What, what the employer is interested in is seeing that you've got the interest in helping the person you're talking with being successful. Exactly. And I love that. And I literally just had that happen. That was the feedback from one of my clients that they were like, Casey, this candidate didn't know anything about the company. They didn't they couldn't express why they wanted to work here. So I would add to that. And I love what you say about showing up with your heart. I'm totally going to use that from now on when I'm prepping my candidates. Show up with your heart, you know, show that you want this job. But I would add to that, you know, not only research the company, but know why you want to work there. It's kind of a simple question. Yeah. Um, and it, it comes down to who you are and what you stand for and your you're, how you're going to give back in life. And if the company is doing that outwardly, it's, it's clearly something you should bring up. But tell them not what they're doing. Tell them why you care that that's what they're doing. Absolutely. And so I kind of want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and that was your research study that you did. So you interviewed 500 thought leaders on the topic of credibility and found that 98% didn't have the clarity to succinctly articulate their purpose. Why is it so important to communicate concisely to build credibility? You know, we... <laughs> It's so interesting. I, I'm a visual thinker, so so I, I actually my, my eyes go on the top of my head. I'm thinking about okay, how do I do the this same question? thing? <laughs> it's like you're checking your files, right? Yeah, you know, in today's world, we're we're bombarded with so much information and so many people. We have such little time. We're going to make a snap judgment if we're meeting somebody. We're making that snap judgment in the first three or four seconds. And, and sometimes, okay, we, we line somebody up just by how they walk in the, if we're physically, how they walk in the room, do they have eye contact, how firm is their handshake, not too firm, not too soft, right? So before they even speak, we're, we're making a snap yep. judgment. And then what happens is if, if you get that loaded question, you know, to me, the best question would be, okay, if you got the job, what would you do with it? Or if you, if you got the job, where do you go next? Or three years from now, where do you see yourself? Or five years from now, or, or on your tombstone, where do you see, right? Like the ability for you to, the way I, I, I would say it is if you know who you are and you love what you do, what you want to be able to do is, is, is create a playground so people understand this is the playground you play it. 
You know, and I let me look at it from the perspective of if if I'm selling a service, in this case, your service mm-hmm. is having companies who can't find good talent. And of course, having talent find good companies to work for, right? Your playground is is that area where you're matching, where you're doing your special sauce, right? So if you're looking for a job, who is the company? Where do they play? And, and in terms of where you play, how does your playground overlap with their playground? And, and what happens if you could speak in the type of terms, this is what a C-pop is really good at. If you could speak in the type of terms where it's not, you're not talking about how cool you are or how amazing you are, you're basically saying, this is my purpose in life, my desire, my goal, my excitement level is to do the following. And you know what? There's a really cool overlap with your company. And this is what I would see happening when I get the job and I help you be successful in this way. I love it. I love it. So also referring back to this study, you said that, um, let me see my notes. I want to make sure I quote this right. 80% of those you interviewed were great in person, but had subpar online presence. So how can people improve their presence online and make help it align with them in person, still sticking with this credibility? This is a big ka-ching. <laughs> so here's, here's what's interesting. Let's go back to a question you asked and a statement you made. After the first time you and I met, you came up to me. Now, I don't know you from anything because uh, you had seen me. You had spent time with me potentially asynchronously, mm-hmm. right? If you If you look to see who the speaker was, you got to see me live synchronously and then you come out of the blue and say I I need to get to know you better no I don't know better I don't know anything so I'm just going to talk to you listen let's I will talk to anyone who wants to for a half hour Mm -hmm. getting that next half hour is kind of difficult so if there's time on my calendar I love to do that so the question is who are you when you show up are you somebody in the first short period of time can can actually impress me but here's what's going to happen Before you show up, I'm going to research you. I'm going to Google your name. And I'm going to make an impression of who you are and what you want out of that meeting. So here's what's interesting. I would, it turns out from the research, I I realized I had a superpower. One of the superpowers I have is clarity. And it's helping people clarify who they are and, and who they serve. In essence, helping them live their purpose. Since since the name is called C Popping. What we do in, a, in masterminds that we help create for companies is we help the company see popping. We help them understand their purpose and then actually change who they are so they are delivering on their purpose, mm. right? So what's interesting is when I get in a green room and I get to understand who somebody really is so they could show up the best way possible on the interviews that we're doing. Oh, I forgot to mention, I now have turned those interviews into a product. So we actually create I call it cred reels, credibility shine videos. We create cred reels uh, for people we work with. And when I get to see them, I get to see who they really are. Now, here's what's next, is after I learned who they are and, and really decide I like them and we produce a good product, I then just went to see how they show up asynchronously. Now, I used to use the word online, offline. Mm-hmm. 
now with with Zoom and and all these ways in which you can you can synchronously like I'm not in the studio. I mean, I wish I was, but I'm not in the studio with you. But we're still synchronous. Yes. Right. And so I had done all the research. I was going to write in the book that was published. I was going to write online, offline, and I realized that doesn't take what we're doing right now into consideration. And so I changed it to synchronous and asynchronous. So synchronous, who are you and how do you show up? You already asked that question. How do people, when they go to the interviews, how do they come up better? Mm -hmm. Before you even get that chance, how do you show up asynchronously? And so when somebody researches you, uh, we have a, I, I think uh, you had participated partially in the five-day challenge mm -hmm. we had in the first day, the five days, it's, it's basically called, be, it's called <laughs> uh, being seen as credible is the five-day challenge. And the first day is what happens when people research you? Well, what what pops up? You know, if 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 you're on social media and you're it looks like you're partying all the time, and you're in you're applying to a company that that may not be a good thing, you've hurt yourself before you even walked in the door. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're asserting a particular political opinion, that may not be a bad thing for you to do, but if you're applying for a company that may have a different political opinion, that's a bad thing, right? So what happens is you, you have to recognize that in today's world, anyone who wants to learn anything about you can, and they're seconds away from doing that. Yep. And so you need to reinforce what I essentially, let's do a better thing. Let's say you and I have a conversation and I say, hey, what's the top company you're looking for talent in? And you go, man, I'm really having a struggle with this company right here. I need people who like, look like the following. Now, because of our relationship, I said, well, you should talk to these three people. You might actually just go and talk to them. But if we had a slightly less relationship, I might send you their LinkedIn profiles and what you're going to do, you're going to research them ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And if they don't show up the way you would expect, you may not actually present them. And that's why it's important that asynchronously you reinforce who you are and how you show up in the world. That is such good advice. How do people participate in Credibility Nation? When's the next one coming out? So it is a it is a membership community. We we've been told um, that we should be pricing it at ninety seven dollars a month. Now, what I'll say is credibility is a journey, not a destination. So uh, we charge $99 a year because I want you to be on the journey of credibility for life. And I'd love to have you come join me. So just go to credibilitynation.com. One of the things that are happening is the first week of the third month, every quarter, we run a five-day challenge. Now, if you join Credibility Nation and you're somewhere in the middle, we we you can actually go and see the previous five-day challenge. It's just bundled into it. And you could learn how you can better show up credibly and see how we've interacted. If you get lucky enough to come live, you could also then directly ask questions while we're doing the five-day challenge. And and it's just powerful. I mean, it I, I don't know what else to say. It, it's it's one of those, um, they're all different. And we we keep Every quarter, we, we're just keeping a running tab. You can go and see what we cover every time. And what's fascinating is it's going to change because the world changes. Mm -hmm. It's going to change because we've changed. And so what's fascinating is taking who you are today 
and doing your best to show up credibly or, or as I mentioned before, to be able to see pop yourself. So see popping as a verb is uh, I got to figure out what's the best way to, are you see popping yourself? I, that doesn't sound as good, but we'll have to come up with a, a good way to say that. But that's really what you want to do. Who are you? Who do you serve? And how do you continually reinforce that in everything you do? I love it. How do people find you, the man? <laughs> so, you know, um, if you if you join Credibility Nation, you could actually uh, contact me directly. Um, you could also go to MitchellLevy.com. And by doing that, and I'm on all social media, um, it'll point to other social media that I'm on. And if you want to book time on the calendar, you can just go to MitchellLevy.com, click on contact us, and you'll be able to book time directly on my calendar. I love it. And I love it. Believe it or not, we are almost out of time. So I need to get to our VIP questions. So are you ready for those? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, wh what three things or people would you take with you? It was such an interesting question. I had to spend some time thinking about it. So first, I would, I would definitely bring my wife. Now, my wife and I would want to bring my son, and he would need to choose who he brings with him. So my guess is his life may not be on Mars. Uh -huh. So if it wasn't my son who would have the first offer, it would be a, another couple that we just loved hanging around. That's a good one. Bring some friends. I like it. I, it's uh, the, the things in life. Think about, think about your deathbed, the things in life, all those, all those things are irrelevant. Yeah. It's, it's who you have as family and friends, who you want to hang around, who you want to spend time with. That's more important than anything else. I agree wholeheartedly. So I am really curious. I've never had the chance to ask you this question. What is one thing you do each day to set or each morning to set your day up for success? You know, I'm, I do it both the night before and the morning of. I'm looking the night before of who's on my agenda so I can prepare ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who's on my agenda, I, I'm going to Google them, look at them, what's new. In the morning, I may, if I didn't, if I only looked at a couple social media platforms, I may actually just Google their name to see if there's something in the news or what's happening with, with VIP, for instance, what's happening in the news. And it's just making sure that I'm prepared. If I have enough time, I'll go on the elliptical machine and work out. <laughs> You know, funny, I never have enough time for that pesky exercise in the morning. It just doesn't I, work out um, for me. I'm not, yeah, I'm not as good as I need to be. Um, and, and I don't want to wake up earlier, so. Okay, so I think this question, even though we've been doing this for two and a half years, was written for you specifically. So my final question, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? That was written for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Global credibility expert Mitchell Levy tips the scale between credible. Actually, let me not say tips. Helps tip the scale between credible and dubious. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Mitchell, I appreciate your time so much here today. And I just have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. <laughs> Thank you. You know, even though I I should know that's coming, it still puts a shiver on my body when I hear you say that. So nicely done. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. 
Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.